Okay, welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. And I'm excited once again to have an amazing guest. We have Haley Hardy. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. I'm so excited to have you on. And uh, listeners, her story is going to blow you away. And I can't wait to get to that. But I first need to thank our sponsor of Veracity Networks and my good friend Drew Peterson. Thank you for uh, sponsoring this and allowing this to happen and spreading the word. Again, like I say, always we're we're trending on all platforms. It's amazing the responses. So thank you for your support. And uh, so, just like all the other guests, this is another amazing guest, uh, Haley Hardy. Uh, she grew up in uh, Highland, Utah. She's five out of seven children. So you had a big family. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to hear more about that. Um, and I love how you said when you were younger, um, you know you had confidence distilled in you because your brother's challenging to do anything and everything and you did and it kind of built this neural pathway of confidence in your life yeah um you know you had great parents who taught you to believe in yourself and you really believe that that was a gift um you were in a very severe car accident which we'll get into well and how you survived that and that was pretty remarkable what i read there yeah. and uh you realized after that that you had a purpose in your life and I, I think did. a lot of people don't know that. And so I can't wait to touch base on that as well. And then, you know, there's also that uh, tragedy of losing your son. Is it Johnny? Yes. Yeah, it was Johnny uh, who was killed. And uh, and then also going through a divorce after this. And just a lot of things unraveling at that time. But, yeah. you know, for the people that I know that know you, think that you're one of the most positive, most charismatic people on this planet. Thank who you. has confidence and you're happy and you love your life and we were talking about that off the yes, air here just a I minute do. ago <laughs> you do you love your life and so we're going to get into all that so folks buckle up this is going to be amazing so thank you yeah thanks so, for having me today absolutely so um tell us yeah just give us a little background like where you grew up and about you know that large family you were a part of yeah like todd said i grew up in highland utah so it was very farmland back then just yeah. grew up running around in ditches and fields and building tree <laughs> huts and we I had a great childhood um there were seven of us kids so yeah. it was just like mom sent us off and told us to come home when we're hungry you know right. <laughs> so yeah. we we had a great neighborhood of of friends and kids and um I was number five so my two siblings closest in age were just brothers just above me and they were very adventurous right. and um, nothing really stopped them. So I thought that was normal to just be fearless. And they challenged me to, I, I think I just wanted to be like them really. So they were doing flips on the tramp and into the canal and <laughs> building jumps right. and anything they did, I just wanted to do too. So really? <laughs> they... No hesitation, just kind of followed along, or did, I, were they more pushing you along? I think they just had this, they just pushed me. They had uh -huh. this confidence in me. It wasn't even a question. They just, everything, they were like, well, yeah, you can do it. And so I didn't even question it. Right. I, I mean, still to this day, it's that way. <laughs> <laughs> just last year at the, they were competing in this um, challenge, this fitness challenge ninja warrior course and i showed oh, up yeah. to to watch them they're very fit and athletic and <laughs> and i went to cheer them on and as soon as i get there they're like hey there's not very many girls competing you should do it and i'm like really okay all right 
so did. I do it. But of course, this time I fall off the thing and the metal swing conks me in the head and and I get this goose egg the size of a golf ball. But really? <laughs> anyways, it was just like that as a child. They They just believed in me. It wasn't even a question. And I think that just really instilled in me a very... Uh, just confidence in myself right. from a young age. I just, nothing stopped me. Um, and I was also talking to my brother about my parents were very, just let us be and explore and do. Didn't stop us and say, ah, oh, don't do that. You'll get hurt. She just let us be free and explore. And I think that also built just confidence. Right. I realized I could do things and, um, and, and I think I also was born with a strong mind. <laughs> Right. Nothing, nothing stopped me. Right. So did you feel that way even like when you're growing up at school with your friends and hanging around kids and stuff? Did you feel that confidence and that that drive that I'm good? And Yeah, I did. I I had a lot of friends. I feel like I made friends easy. And I, like I said, I just felt like my childhood was good. I didn't really have right. worries or um, – but, yeah, I just I – th- I feel like I just had that confidence. Um, so did your – now – I love what you're saying there. It's pretty rare that I hear this in the field that I'm in. Not that it's rare that people can't be happy and confident growing up. I think it happens a lot. But did your parents specifically do something? Like, did they sit you down? Did they teach you on a weekly basis kind of thing? Or is it just more of their example and them letting you kind of do things on your own? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Yeah, maybe example and just kind of giving the freedom and... right. And and like I said, I I think, I think some of uh, some of it's a gift of the, my my confidence and po- positivity. Every everybody always said that growing up, how happy and optimistic I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think I just had this strong mind of nothing was gonna stop me. Right. You know, my siblings used to joke that anything Haley decide she wants to do she's going to do it right and, wow. and it was kind of a joke that sure. Haley will get what she wants yeah um <laughs> but I think you know my parents called it strong-willed I like to say I'm determined, determined. <laughs> right yeah I like that but it's definitely helped me through my challenges sure. throughout my life um of just never giving up and continuing to going it. on I love it so what did you do like in high school were you involved in sports or activities yeah I I think I was involved in everything growing up I (laughs) I tried (laughs) you know every sport track and softball and soccer and very active but as a in high school I was a cheerleader and I loved that I was very involved um and very active right so um so you, you graduate from high school now, let's get into, I know you, you took a trip to St. George with was with one of your friends. Yes, it was actually spring break of my senior year. Spring break, senior year. Yeah. You talk your mom into letting you go down, it sounded like. Yeah, and- we. it was spring break. Everyone went to St. George, and our friends would be down there. And so my best friend and I wanted to go meet them, and uh, my dad didn't feel good about it. <laughs> and, of mm-hmm. course, I was just really strong-willed and wanted to <laughs> convince them that we should go. So my mom let us take her car. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm I a rule follower and mm-hmm. strive to be obedient. So my dad's one request was 
promise to wear your seatbelts and read the first strength of youth pamphlet. (laughs) And so we did. And that ended up saving our lives because I ended up falling asleep on the ride drive home on the freeway and was in a major car accident. We rolled several times landing upside down almost into oncoming traffic and hanging from our seatbelts. So um, lots of miracles involved, but they're, um, you know, the first guys on the scene just thought I was decapitated, really. My head and hair were out the back window, and the car was completely smashed. Wow. And um, they went around to get my friend out, and... So your head was out the back window? Is that what you just said? That's what they said. It was just like they... When they came upon it, it was just this kind of scary, eerie scene. It was early in the morning because I was trying to get back for work (laughs) that day, and... um, so they they ended up getting me out as well and mm-hmm. um i had a collapsed lungs and a broken back and broken neck and my parents ended up getting a phone call that i had been life lighted up to the u and they didn't know the severity of it um right. until they got up there and the the doctor said well the good news is she has filling in her legs and arms but she's gonna have to be in a halo for six months to a year, whatever oh, that wow. was. And, you know, I think they cried for me. They they knew I'm a very active girl and right. I didn't even know what a halo was <laughs> at the time. So what is a halo for it's, those that may not know what it is? It's this bit, they screw this thing into your head so that it's holding your head up. Okay, so you can't move So your you neck. can't move your neck. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Wow. So... Lots of miracles, though, and I was... Did, I, you, did you know that you had been in a wreck, or did you wake up later in the hospital realizing what happened kind of thing? Yeah, we or? were kind of in and out. Okay. I remember little pieces um, laying there waiting for the ambulance, and um, it was scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and in the hospital, you know, having the breathing tube and trying to rip that out because I couldn't breathe, and... Um, definitely remember it being scary right but i didn't know the severity of was what your had happened. friend also life lighted as well or? she was as well and she ended up being fine and that was a miracle and um so talk about some of the miracles that you because you didn't end up having to have the halo if i recall is that yeah correct? so they they ended up life lighting me to the u which there was um this surgeon that had pioneered this surgery and he was able to, um, a few days after I was in the hospital, he said, I can do this surgery. And he ended up, so I I broke C1 and C2, the same bone as Christopher Reeves. Okay. And um, so mine was a spiral break. So he was able to, so a miracle that, I mean, people on the scene had just pulled me out of the car and I had this broken neck. So wow. he was able to do surgery and put a screw in my neck. It's about the size of a sheetrock screw. And, wow. um, and they put me in a neck brace and I walked out of the hospital a week later. And, um, so a week after all that, you walked out of the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> which was a miracle. That I, is a miracle. <laughs> I walked up on Sunday to get my young woman award. My, my mom still jokes about that. With your neck brace on. With my neck your... brace on. So that didn't stop me though. I, it was my senior year and we had all our senior parties and trips. And so I just had a neck brace for it all. I went to all the <laughs> dances and Lagoon Day and senior trip to Lake Powell because I just 
wanted to be part of the right. party with the friends. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Well, there's that determine, yes. determination coming in. Yes. Right? For sure. <laughs> wow. So so you move on. Uh, you were going to go to, if I'm not mistaken, you were going to go to Dixie College. Yeah. My plan was to go and cheer at Dixie College. And after my accident, that wasn't going to happen anymore. Right. And I just remember looking at it as just a divine intervention and that I, this was, I wasn't supposed to go there and that this happened for me to, to stay and go to college here. So I ended up just going to um, the college in Orem at UVU mm-hmm. now right? and lived down in Provo with my best friend and some other friends and went to college there. Okay. Yeah. What did you study when you were there? Uh, I studied health. Okay. So yeah, I ended up um, getting my bachelor degree there, and uh, I ended up meeting my falling in love when I was d- really old and wise at age twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yeah, twenty. <laughs> I met him and fell in love and got married, and um, I just wanted to be a mom my whole life. So okay. I was so excited to just have kids and. That was my dream. That was what I wanted to be. Right. Um, I went to college just because I, I knew that I, I felt that I needed to do that, even though it was, didn't come easy to me. I had to study and work hard for that. Sure. Um, but definitely getting married and and we wanted to have kids rather quickly, so we didn't wait too long, and I got pregnant, and so I ended up taking you know 20 credits the last couple semesters so that I could finish my degree and be able to be home and be a mom be a mom so I finished just a few weeks before I delivered him (laughs) wow good timing I guess right yeah yeah so you know if we go back just a little bit when you after the accident you know and you you go through this was there a time because you're again you said you felt like you always felt happy and confident did you ever yeah. get depressed or down or anything like that after the accident? Did you ever feel? I don't think so. Were... I, I just remember feeling, yeah, I think I was still, I, people have just told me that I, my whole life that I was happy and optimistic. <laughs> and, and I just remember looking at that as just, this was what was meant to be for me. And um, it just, it didn't. It didn't take much for me to just accept that and and go with that. Yeah, and you proved it by just getting involved and going to all the parties and doing everything else, right? Yeah, you didn't yeah. skip a beat. No. Yeah. No, I didn't. I would get teased all the time from all my friends would tap me on the shoulder and think that was funny for me to have to like circle all the way around. Yeah, you gotta do this. <laughs> yes. And my graduation, you know, right. I'm in this cute dress, and then yeah. the neck brace. <laughs> so. Well. The reason why I point that out is what a great example, again, you know, here you are going through something really, really traumatic and just the way you handled it, yeah. you know? And and like you said, maybe it started when you were younger, you had this strong belief that, you know, you were confident, you believed in yourself and yeah. you were happy, you know? And yeah. bit, but what a great example going through that and your friends and family go, oh, look at her, you know? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I definitely just love to live life to the fullest and just have fun with it so i wanted to keep doing that right wow that's awesome so you so you get married and uh and let's talk about that this is where you know things are going well and things are going great and you got the love of your life and yeah you're gonna be a mom and you got school out of the way and 
So this is kind of, you're living the fairy tale, like you said. Yeah. Let's go from there and just kind of pick up from there. Okay. Yeah. So I, like I said, I, I had always, uh, envisioned getting married and having this big family and being a mom and that life, that was life, right? Yeah. I, I had a great childhood, like I said, and, and I look back now and think, wow, I had friends that went through really hard things right. and I had no idea what that was like. My parents were very loving and, um, you know, my, my siblings and I had a lot of fun and my friends. Um, so when I got married, I met the love of my life and he was my best friend and we also had a lot of fun. And right. then I have this beautiful baby boy and life was good. Yeah. I just... I loved it every day. I got to spend time with my little, little Johnny and just live each day to the fullest with him. He was just a joy. He really was, um, just happy and full of life everywhere. We went, people were totally drawn to him and he just smile and his big blue eyes. He just would light up the room. Was he a lot like you in the sense of <laughs> he was confident and happy and he was. Just I mean, this he light, was. You know, yes, he was. He really just was full of life, and he was funny. Yeah. As just a little boy, he was funny, and he knew it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I he really was perfect. I mean, we joked about it, but people just loved him. Anyone that right. babysat him, or you know, too, was just like, oh. He was just a joy to right. be around. Sure, sure. Yes. So, um, so you you end up getting pregnant again, correct? Yes. So, so like I said, we we ahead. just wanted kids. So I was ready. I was like, let's do this let's again. Keep going. So, um, I ended up having a miscarriage in between the boys, but okay. then I was able to get pregnant again, and um, so I was pregnant, and we had this beautiful, fun boy. And we had just been on a family vacation and bought a new home closer to my husband's work. And we just felt like, you know, it was in this, it was this great home in this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And we just planned to have a bunch of kids and raise our family here. So life was just a dream. It really was just a fairy tale and everything I had pictured it being. And... I, I remember saying that just the night before. And then the next day, our world turned upside down. And we were at our house, and our sweet little 19-month-old boy was run over in our driveway. And we were wow. both there, and um, this was just tragic, as you can imagine. Yeah. world just turned upside down. Yeah, so uh, whatever you're comfortable with, can you just kind of describe that it a little more detail around that i mean whatever you're comfortable with yeah you know just obviously just a tragic scene and and then maybe how you dealt with it afterwards and and that kind of thing yeah so um it was just it was so surreal uh we we were both there um our dear friend was there and took us to the hospital and it, it was just not long after that they pronounced him dead. And mm. um, that was just horrific. Um, yeah. So I just remember just 
holding him and being surrounded by just loved ones and just very carried through that time. Um, many, many earthly angels in my life at the time, uh, people just calling and being there at the right time and the right moment. And for me, I just was able, I, I have a very strong faith and I always have. And I think that is a gift as well. Sure. And it has given me hope. And I've been able to see this situation as um, just all, I know I'll be with him again. And being able to look at this as I now have my own personal guardian angel. And yeah. I, I've looked at the tender mercies that I've had leading up to this experience. I feel like God's hand was in all the little details with all the miracles of the family and every person that was able to spend time with him and Mm -hmm. some family that hadn't even met him that was able to and my time just with him before and just all these wonderful memories that were so bright and um and then after just every day just miracles of people showing up at just the right time or calling at just the right time so I, I feel like I've been able to just see the blessings in my life and to see this, um, turn this more into just have hope. Right. And I feel very grateful for that faith and that hope that I have that has definitely been able to help me through this. Um, right. Along with all the angels, like I said, in my life. Yeah, it's, it's amazing when it's something like, a tragic event like this happens where yeah. you see people just literally come out of the woodworks to yeah. drop everything. And everything, you know, I have some really close friends who have lost their boy as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, to see everybody kind of rally around them and just, it was, it's quite remarkable. Like you, you call them angels. Yeah. I mean, yes. it's, it's amazing. It is. I mean, you people know? always ask like, how have you done it? And, right. and I really am like, it's, it's, you know, not me. Like I definitely was carried through that time. Um, and, and I'm so grateful for those people. Right. Wow. Well, thanks for letting us, you know, hear a little part of that. And, and I, I mean, how hard that could have been for you guys. I can't even imagine. Um, so, you know, this happens and you're, you're obviously struggling with the loss of Johnny and, and, you know, and then you and your husband are left trying to figure this all out. Right. And so let's, kind of get into that i know you you know your husband obviously started struggling because of this which you know everyone hearing this can truly understand yes you know so let's if you don't mind if we can talk a little bit about what happened there yeah so just shortly after um um i mean i'm i'm grieving i'm pregnant and my Mm. husband is something's just off right and I didn't know what it was, and I, I never would have imagined this, but he had started using drugs um, to cope. And this was another tragedy, really. Sure. I <laughs> I had this, my best friend and this amazing person, and all of a sudden, you know, he's doing this crazy stuff and lies. And um, so then we get wrapped up in that. And so did he, so he kept it hidden for a while, but you knew something was off. Yeah. You could just tell. Yeah. He's something's wrong. Something even though it's beyond even the grieving part, something's off. Yes. Okay. 
Yes, I knew something was off, but I, like I said, I, n- I never would have imagined that it was um, using drugs. So I, I also had a brother that had used drugs and had grown up with with that, and so it was just devastating to me when I found out. I, I found a bottle of pills, actually, is how I found out. Okay. And, of course, when I approached him with it, of course, he tried to lie and yeah and make up a story but but I knew what they were from from my brother's addiction and um so I so you've been around addiction before yes so you kind of knew the signs a little bit is that fair to say I mean a little bit yes yes a little bit from my brother for sure okay um and so I I feel like I was um like okay, let's let's. I'm supportive. Let's figure this out and let's right. get you um, the help you need and and let's just do this, right? <laughs> my my optimism. I was like, it's okay. Like we right. got this. Yeah. And that is not the way that it that it turned out. But I was I stuck with him and in and out of rehabs for a few years. Um, and definitely was just a roller coaster um as we know addiction it's just very up and down and um lots of lies and I wanted to believe that I knew who he was and I I was just holding on to uh his heart and who he was and his potential and that was so hard for me to to let go of and I also became so codependent, and it was just this roller coaster. My whole life was just revolving around if he was doing well or not with it. Right. And it was just a whirlwind. I. So you're dealing with this plus the grieving of your, you know, losing your son. Yes, and I and have a baby pregnant. at this time. Oh, this time now the so, baby's here. Yes. So I had the baby, and, and wh- then found his, out about the name? addiction. And his name's Sam. Sam, okay. Yes. So Sam's now born, and now yes. you're dealing, I mean, you have a lot you're dealing with in this moment. It was like a crazy movie. I would get phone calls in the middle of the night from cops, you know, about my husband, and I never knew where he was, and just crazy. I was going crazy, right? Trying right. to drive around to find him or <laughs> whatever it was. Right. Um. It was just this wild ride for sure. But I just wanted him to choose us. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that was the most devastating part when I was like, what? Yeah. Like, you're, you're picking these drugs and this crazy life over over your your wife and child. You know, one of the best definitions I've come across on addiction, uh, of what addiction is, is it's the it's the perpetual avoidance of legitimate suffering. Oh wow! So that's amazing. Yeah. So you avoid legitimate suffering. So you're suffering, and it's legitimate because of what you've been through. Yeah. N- anyone would suffer. Yes. But to sit through it, and to sit in it, um, and to know that you can do this. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's hard and it sucks, and it's not fair. Actually, it's truly not fair. But yeah. life's not fair. Right. It really isn't. <laughs> no. But for you to sit through that, and unfortunately, and again, we all have our challenges, you know, and we're yes. not judging anyone here at all. Nope. You know, I was I was an addict myself, yeah. so I'm not judging your husband at all. Uh, 
but you know when we have we we want to avoid those negative feelings so much sometimes we'll go to that route of mm-hmm. i'm going to numb it out and do drugs and yeah unfortunately it, it consumes you at times and it sounds like that's yeah. what happened with him and yeah it, he chose that versus you know, eventually, right? It sounds like yes. you guys ended up getting a divorce, correct? Yeah. So it finally, um, you know, I just didn't want to, I, I wanted him to, to just snap out of it and be good. And mm-hmm. I finally realized that it, it had to be his choice and that right. I had to let go. And, and I remember a time, you know, where I, I definitely felt like drugs make you do crazy things. And I felt like, my son and I's life was was in danger and that was the first time that I had him go live at his parents and um you know and he was back and forth and I thought he would be clean and then he wouldn't be and and that whole story like I said it was it was a couple years of this but then it, it it finally hit me and I and I had this strong um impression that it was time to to divorce and that was so hard for me yeah. Um, but I felt okay. so strongly that Sam needed one stable parent. Right. And if I stayed on this roller coaster, I was going to go crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, it was the hardest thing though for me to do is to file for divorce and to move forward that way. Um, how long ago was that? If you don't mind me asking, man, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> 11 years. So it's been 11 ten, years. Yeah, since 10, 11 the, years. So okay. it's, it's been a while. Yes. So Sam's 11? He, okay, so Sam's 13. 13. And he was about two. About two, So gotcha. it was right ah. around there. Okay. Yeah, I kind of forget. I I think uh, I lived in this fog for a lot sure. of years yeah, after, I can imagine. through all this. So right. so you, you make you make a really tough decision because obviously yeah, we know you, you love your husband, you care about him, you want what's best for him, but he's yes. not... He's not doing what he needs to be doing, you know, at least, right? Right. So you do this, uh, you divorce. How did that, how did you handle that? And how did he handle that? And talk about that for a minute. Yeah, it was devastating for me, really. It took me um, a long while to really just grieve and heal from from all and Mm -hmm. let go, really. And and he um, just spiraled more. So he was caught up in his addiction for for a while after that. And, and that was hard for me too. Um, it, he was obviously numbing his feelings, right. but it was hard for me to feel like there, there was never any sort of closure or apology or something like that. Right? right. Or, or it seemed like he was just moved on or whatever. Right. Um, but I, you know, I, I started believing all these limiting beliefs, um, after that, like I, I had been, I had felt so abandoned and rejected and betrayed, um, yeah. through that experience that, that I, I, I really just, as much as I was still positive, I mean, friends and people still always tell me you are so positive <laughs> and optimistic, but I, I think it was just this battle inside of these limiting beliefs of, I'm not enough and I'm not lovable. And I think that came, you know, after this whole experience of just feeling so, so betrayed and rejected. Right. From that. And I think anyone hearing this would understand, Yeah. you know, that you would have these thoughts and these beliefs that start creeping in that, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough. What's going on? Yeah. That kind of thing. So I think that's normal. 
was it hard too that people were throwing back at you? Well, you're you're just so positive, you're so great, and, <laughs> and you're probably going, if you only knew what was really going on. You know, that, I I really <laughs> I, I think I just I, I was still really positive and. Um, you know, I went back to school and I got my nursing degree. So I wanted to be able to give back and just be this loving nurse, like, like some from my accident, my sons. Is that where that stemmed from, by the way? Yes. Really? Yeah. I, I, in my accident, I had had a really mean nurse and a really (laughs) loving, nice one. And I, I'll never forget that, you know, and then my son's accident, I mean, though they were angels. Right. One, one of my best friends today, you know, she she's a nurse and she was actually there with wow. us. And um, and and they just totally impacted my life. Right. Yeah. At such a critical time. Wow. So I knew I needed to go go provide for my son as a right. single mom now. And um, that was that was what drove that. That's amazing. You know, you could even say that mean nurse was actually a gift. <laughs> That's right. I mean, truly. Yes. Yeah, life happens for us. Yes. I really believe that. I believe that and, too. And even though you're like, wow, what's this nurse is not very nice. What's going on? But yes. how it made you may even go, you know what? I'm going to be one. I'm going to be the best nurse out there. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so you go back to school and, you know, you're doing all these things and just, it sounds like you're just really trying to put your life together. And it's beautiful yes. because I can see how the your childhood beliefs are starting to help shape your behavior after going through all this. Yeah, I mean, I definitely am so grateful, like I said, for that that faith and confidence and, and hope. I, I really do believe, like you said, life happens for us and every experience is is for our good right um right you might not feel that in the moment but <laughs> yes. but eventually when you look back on it it's like it was a good thing overall yes. of where it propelled me we wouldn't we wouldn't want that to happen again no i but, don't want to go through that again yeah, but ever. it has made yeah. me who i am and right you know helped me to be strong and brave and you know believe have these new beliefs sure right? yeah so um, anything else around that you'd want to share? Yeah, I mean, I just would say it was definitely a challenging, hard time having these, you know, this rejection and devastating loss. Um, but I just think that continuing on and having that determination and that hope that um, life, life, can be better right to be able to build build that life right that's awesome that's that's i love that you know and i love how you know you go you go back to being you know become a nurse so you can help lift other people yeah that had to have been healing as well yes i i really um i that's why i say i love my life i feel like every day i get to (laughs) just be like a happy bright face for for my patients that I see and, and those in my life. And I am really grateful for that. Um, and that was something I think from my car accident as a, as a youth, I knew that I had a purpose on this earth. I, I knew my life was saved and that I have something of purpose to being here. 
And, and I think that has definitely, you know, been able to come, come to, to pass here as I can really just be able to be a light and, and help somebody's day. Well, you think about nursing or nurses, excuse me, um, their, their purpose is to help comfort and to yeah. help, help kind of make uh, light of a tragic situation. Yeah. And had you not gone through all this, you wouldn't be the nurse you are. You wouldn't be as good as you are as a nurse. Does that make Thank sense? Thank you. I mean, you really yeah. wouldn't. I mean, I know you wouldn't want to lose your son again. No. I know that. But had you not gone through all of that, you like you said, you found your purpose through all of this. Yeah. It's kind of that it's kind of trippy to think this, you know, right. like but wow. Kind of blows my mind as you're telling yeah. me the story. I'm I'm connecting the dots in my own head here, <laughs> going, "Whoa." It's amazing. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So great. Yeah. I like it. But yeah, I definitely had to battle through those limiting beliefs. I mean, as much as I was still moving forward with my life and, um, you know, being positive and working to, to better my life and get my career and right. dating and doing all these things, I I think it was still this... Um, those limiting beliefs were holding me back and I I didn't really know what that was, but it was almost like, you know, a battle, right? Like I'm positive and optimistic, but I don't think I'm good enough or lovable. So it almost either sabotaged those relationships or, or whatever it was and really, um, not let people really close to me. Um, and so I, I think when it finally, like I, the, the why behind it, right? Like, yeah. I think it was finally this thing of like, I, like, I'm such a lover. Like, I want to connect and right. and and be close to people. And I think that was really the push for me of um, therapy and mentors and really doing the work to be able to let go and release those limiting beliefs right. that were taking up so much space in my head. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, our, our mind is so powerful and this muscle, right? right. And I think right. it was just, I had to really be able to do all that work to let go of those limiting beliefs, to free up all this space, to rewire those neural pathways yeah. of that positivity and uh, who I really was, Right. Um, that I wasn't able to fully believe because of those, those wow. beliefs. Wow. It's very well said. Very well said. What What are your beliefs now? What are my beliefs? That's so great. <laughs> That's a great question. Yes, I'm going to put you on the spot uh, here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man. I mean, like I said, I, I feel like I've got this, um, just this, this love and this ability to be a love and a light. And... Well, I, you... I'm going to stop you okay. one sec. So you, you made a comment. One of the limiting beliefs you had is that you were unlovable. Yes. But you can't give away what you don't possess. Correct. And here you are giving away love. So you possess it. Thank you. And that is something I would say is until I really loved myself again, um, that was when I was able to give the love. And, right. and be this light and the purpose that I feel like my life is for. And, you know, when Johnny passed away, I just really like felt 
he was such a light and a joy and he lit up the room wherever he went and people were drawn to him. And I just remember just feeling like that is the legacy he would want to live and or leave with us. Right. And that is what I, you know, want to strive to be to continue his legacy on. I love that. What a way to honor him, right? Yeah. Um, I love that because <clears throat> it kind of chokes me up too because I work with a lot of clients who have lost loved ones mm-hmm. you know, like like yourself. And one of the things I teach my clients is to, you know, if they were in the room right now, would they want you to be sad or happy? And the answer is always, they happy. want me to be happy. Yes. So I'll say, honor honor them then by yes. being, let's give them what they want. Right. And so that's why I love, that's exactly what you're doing. And what a way to honor your son by, you know, like you said, leaving, helping perpetuate and, and exp, you know, spread his legacy to everybody. I yes. love that. Yeah. It's such a great thing. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what they would want. And yeah, I mean, truly that's our purpose of life, right? Is to right. just love. Yeah. And you, you know, you mentioned you have this faith, you know, that you'll see him again. Yes. So that's got to be very, I guess, empowering. So empowering. And so that that's what's given me all of the hope to carry yeah. on um because i know it <laughs> yeah. so yeah it, it's just and until then i i get him with me every day as my guardian angel yeah and what a blessing that is yeah i feel and, special <laughs> yeah yeah and i bet you've had moments where you know for a fact he's right there with yes. you yes yeah yes yeah what, what a neat thing so great um so Anything else around that that we're missing that you'd like to share? Because what a, what an amazing story, and more amazing how you handle it. Thank you. You know, yeah, you had your, you know, your grieving and then those limiting beliefs, yes. and anyone listening to this story totally gets it. <laughs> yeah. But to see where you're at now, so how so you've been a nurse for how long now? I mean, it's been about five years. So. Right on. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, so if you, if you could give some advice, you know, is there any advice that you could give someone out there who's may have lost a child or a loved one or, or even a spouse to addiction or, you know, what, what, is there any advice you could give our listeners? You know, I, what I would say is just to love yourself and to trust yourself and believe in yourself. I believe that we all have a light within us and our body and spirit knows truth. And that's something that I have learned that like I've always known, but I think I fought that through, (laughs) through years of, or, or not recognizing it, but yeah, love yourself and trust yourself. And I think that will, um, that is what frees us to be able to love others and to really be and live our true purpose yeah wow i love that great advice i love what you said how like our mind body and spirit that knows truth yes and i'll tell you you know you talked about you love connecting with people and one of the best ways is through love right right what a way to connect but it's truth yeah it's you you know and you know there is no greater feeling than that yeah honestly it's true (laughs) (laughs) and and i really believe this with our loved ones who have passed if we'll honor them by being happy and spreading love we'll connect with that 
will probably feel them even more powerful than even if they were sitting in the room sometimes. It's true. You know? Yes. Yeah. And I think that just living aligned with, yeah, like our God and ourselves and, and truly connecting with them mm. and others. Awesome. Yeah. Any parting thoughts? No, that was great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, thanks for being vulnerable and willing to share, you know, the story that you've gone through. And I mean, obviously it wasn't easy and, you know, we wouldn't wish this on anybody, but to see how you've handled it, it's truly remarkable. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you really Happy are a light. Here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if people wanted to reach out to you and ask you a question or if they're struggling with maybe some of the same stuff, how, yeah. you know, how would they do that? How would they, you know, get a hold of you? If you're, you know, if you're okay with yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> What's your can... phone number and your address? No. Yeah. They can message me on Facebook. It's okay. Haley Rasmussen Hardy. Okay. So, yeah, right that would on. be great. Yeah. So, there you go, folks. Um, thank you, Haley. I thank really you. mean that. What a, um, hearing your story makes me want to be better. So, thank, thank you. you so much. Um, so, the listeners, like I said, another amazing story, another amazing person. Please look up uh, Haley. And uh, reach out to her if you have any questions. And uh, let's all do our best to be a light under this world. Um, the world needs our light. And uh, don't mean to get emotional here, but I'm just feeling it right now. And uh, we, we, I think we owe it to those around us to be that light to the best that we can. And we're not going to be perfect. But anyway, thank you so much. Please share this uh, episode with anyone and everyone that you know especially those who may be struggling, who have lost a loved one or are struggling with uh, addiction. And uh, again, I want to thank our sponsor, Verizon, uh, excuse me, Veracity Networks. A little faux pas there. Sorry about that. And uh, thank you, listeners. This is uh, what another great story. So thanks, uh, Haley, once again. Thank you. Okay,